Hello, my name is Justin Bates. Thank you for joining me today. Um, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the question, why does the Lord need senior missionaries? Now, you might be thinking off the cuff, well, he needs them because of their experience. He needs them because of their skill sets. He needs them because of their knowledge. Uh, and while those all could be part of it, I would say no, that's that's wrong. I don't think that that's the main reason that the Lord needs senior missionaries. He doesn't need them so much because of what they have done or the knowledge that they have accrued or the things that they can do. He needs them because of who they are. He needs them because of the Christ-like people that they have become, the attributes that they have developed. And he can then use those Christ-like people, those Christ-like senior missionaries, as lights and exemplars to all the, the people that they come in contact with, including, I would say most especially, the other missionaries, the young missionaries um, who need that example. Um, and so I would like to share, it's a little bit personal, but I would like to share an example of a couple that, was, uh, that served this role uh, for me during my mission um, as a young missionary. Okay, um, And I hope that by so doing, we can maybe better understand the impact of senior missionaries. Okay, so um, let's take a look at an example here. <clears throat> this is David and Pam Johnson, um, and uh, they were a senior couple that came into my mission um, about halfway through my mission and had an outsized impact on me uh, and, and undoubtedly on the other missionaries that came in contact with them as well. Okay, and so I'm just going to talk about a couple of things related to them and what Christ-like attributes I felt that they demonstrated um, and that blessed my life because they chose to serve. Okay, um, so first off, let's talk about humility, okay? Um, this was me at 20 years old. This was the uh, Elder Bates. This picture's so awful. I don't know what I was doing with my bangs there. Okay, but this was me at 20 years old. Um, I was the executive secretary of the mission, and I was in charge of everything that that entails in the office. Um, and you know what? I probably thought I was a little bit of hot stuff because I was like, look at me. I'm running this whole big shebang. And Elder Johnson came on the scene um, and demonstrated for me a level of humility that I still don't think I can muster. Um, that after 40 years of owning his own business and being his own boss, he was humble enough to take instruction from a 20-year-old dork that probably didn't know anything. Um, and I'd been at the job for six months. Um, I became his trainer as executive secretary because he was taking over for me. And he was so humble and so kind. And I think as evidence of this, I pulled this picture off of his blog, their blog that they had. And he put as a caption there, Elder Bates, my trainer, trainer, mentor, and friend. This, this type of humility, this Christ-like humility to learn from everyone and be open to being taught is so admirable and something I really learned from Elder Johnson. Okay. Um, another good example here um, is faith in Christ. Or in other words, uh, an attribute of uh, of Christ is faith in him. Um, and Sister Johnson, I felt, demonstrated this in spades. Um, I loved Sister Johnson. She was just such a warm, wonderful presence in the office. Um, and what was interesting is that she came to the Dominican Republic, that's where I served, without any knowledge of the language. 
she didn't speak Spanish. Uh, Elder Johnson had served his mission in Mexico, as I recall, and so he spoke Spanish. It had been a number of years, but Sister Johnson didn't have that, and yet she came in and just embraced the opportunity and said, I have faith in Christ that he can use me to do good, um, and she just jumped right in, and she did a wonderful job um, and was able to pick up some things here and there uh, in terms of the language and did a wonderful work. Okay, but that she had the faith to say, I'm going to go to a country that I've never been to, that I've, I don't understand the language, and I'm going to do my best to serve. That was a great level of faith that I, that I admired in her. Okay, uh, here's another example. Okay, um, you, you may or may not know if you know the Johnsons, but they have owned a flower shop for decades, um, a, a number of years, a, a highly successful, wonderful flower shop, really beautiful floral arrangements and things that they've created. Okay, but uh, the example I wanted to share here is is um, when I was on my mission, I had a girlfriend um, who ultimately became my wife, Alexis, which is awesome. Okay, and uh, they found out that that I had a girlfriend and that it was her birthday, um, and I was kind of torn. I was like, I don't know what to do for her birthday. I'm in a foreign country. Um, it's her birthday. I'd like to make it special for her, but I don't know how to do it. Um, and they just jumped right on the scene. When they found out that I had no idea what to do, um, they immediately volunteered and really insisted on having this beautiful bouquet of flowers along with a card that I was able to tell them what to put on the card, and, and someone wrote it on the card. And it was delivered to her house in Arizona on the front porch. And uh, I remember her being so surprised by it because she wasn't expecting anything like that. Um, and uh, she kept asking, she's like, how did this get here? Like, like, did your parents do it? Or how did, how did, how did this, fly? She, she didn't know. I don't think I told her until after my mission how it got there. But I just thought that was so sweet of them that they were willing to do that. Um, and I was like, well, can I pay you for it? And they're like, no, definitely not. Just that, that Christ-like love, that desire to serve just oozed out of them, if you will. Um, and uh, I was really blessed by that. And I, I think my now wife was as well. Okay, um, let's look at another example here of a Christ-like attribute that they demonstrated for me, um, and that was diligence. Um, as missionaries, we you generally get a, a P day, our preparation day, one day a week that you kind of take off most of the day, and you can do your laundry and you know go play basketball, go exercise, go sightsee, you know that kind of a thing. You get a day off a week. Um, the Johnsons didn't get that for a large portion of their mission. Um, they came into the mission office. Um, and Elder Johnson took over as executive secretary. Sister Johnson took over as financial secretary. And they were busy. Everything that that entails, like it's a full-time job Monday through Friday. Um, that includes negotiating rental contracts, um, moving missionaries, uh, working with transfers to like move the actual missionaries and their houses. Sometimes they move from place to place. Um, the finances of the mission, like making sure everybody gets their pay. Uh, just, just about any budgets, baptismal record management, um, just all kinds of stuff. The mail, all of that was under their, their responsibility. And so they were busy Monday through Friday. But when they, you might've expected that they'd take the weekend off. They usually for the large portion of their mission didn't have that opportunity. They accepted the assignment from the mission president to travel all the way from over here in Santo Domingo. I don't know if you can see that very well. They traveled, uh, 220 kilometers, which is like 136 miles over bumpy Dominican countryside roads, um, some of which were flooded out some of the time. Uh, they would travel right after work on Friday across the country, literally, 
from almost one end of the country to the other, this is Haiti over here, to a place called Duberhe. And um, Friday night, they get in late, and then Saturday all day, they'd be doing meetings and, and appointments and things because Elder Johnson had been called as the branch president of this small branch um, that needed some priesthood leadership and, and some experienced leadership. And, and I would add some Christ-like examples uh, of people that could just shine. Okay, not that there weren't great people in Duvet Hay as well, but the Johnsons were able to come in and provide that extra example. And they worked all day Saturday trying to help the ward. Imagine doing a whole week's worth of bishop work in two days. That's what they would do. And then on Sunday, they would hold meetings and, and do any other interviews and things that they needed to do. <clears throat> and then they would leave on Sunday afternoon, drive the whole way back across the country, back home to Santo Domingo, where they had their apartment, and then they would go back to work Monday morning first thing. And they did that for weeks and weeks on end without a day, or year, actually months and months on end. I think it was a better part of a year that they did that. Um, never complaining, always with a smile. It was diligence, like much more than I had as a missionary, that they were willing to do that. Um, so I just thought that was wonderful. Okay, now just a last couple here. Um, ministering as an attribute of Christ. Christ is known for his ministering and reaching out to the one and looking for opportunities to serve other people. Um, even after I returned home from my mission and they subsequently returned home, they invited my wife and I over for breakfast to their home just as they wanted to meet with us. They wanted to talk with us. They wanted to see how we were doing. Um, and uh, I think they maybe had in mind uh, anything they could do to help us. One of those things was that you know we were poor newlyweds in school, college students, and they said, hey, you know what? We have a cabin on on the, uh, you know, a couple hours away. Uh, it's much cooler. It's in the mountains. Would you guys like to use that cabin? You could use that cabin whenever you like. And we were just flabbergasted. We're like, really? That would be so awesome because, like, we can't afford these, like, crazy vacations, but, like, just to get away for a weekend would be so cool. And they were like, absolutely. And they just totally made it available to us, and we were able to go enjoy that cabin uh, a couple of times uh, while we were in college and it was just awesome that they were willing to just totally offer that up um, to us okay now lastly <clears throat> um, I think this is a, a pretty definitive Christ-like attribute is that of love and we talked a little about charity and the pure love of Christ but specifically their example of love within marriage has been really special to me and it was when I was an unmarried young missionary trying to teach the importance of marriage and family um, to people in a world and to many who were part of families and marriages that had fallen apart um, and that didn't meet expectations and that weren't joyous. Um, it was inspiring to come up to the office every day and see uh, a couple who'd been married for nearly 40 years and still had a twinkle in their eye when they saw each other and still loved spending time together and spoke so kindly to one another and took every opportunity to put the needs of their spouse before their own. Um, it was easy to go out and teach the joys of eternal marriage when every day I could go into the office and see them. Um, the Johnsons were a wonderful example of that Christ-like love in marriage uh, to which we all aspire. Um, and so I thank them for that. Now, uh, what kind of triggered this um, 
discussion is that uh, Elder Ronald A. Rasband um, gave a conference talk called How Great Will Be Your Joy, um, where he invited very directly and strongly um, for uh, any senior couples to consider if now is the time for them to serve a mission. And I just wanted to read a quick passage from this that was particularly inspiring to me. Um, he said the following, As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to serve as a missionary in the gathering of Israel and perhaps even serve again. We need you. We need you. We are grateful to you seniors for the lives you have led and the examples you have been in the homes, in your homes, wards, and stakes. I now invite you to take your know-how coupled with your time-honored testimonies and go on a mission. And then he closes. I also promise that as you serve, you will feel the love of the Lord in your life. You will know him. He will know you. And how great shall be your joy. Your dedicated service to Jesus Christ will inspire and bless your family, your grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Peace and love will be multiplied in the lives, in their lives for years to come, I promise. And I can just add to that promise. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, I believe it because I've seen it. Senior couples can have an extraordinary impact on the world and on, on God's children in large part because they exemplify Christ-like attributes and virtues to the missionaries that they associate with. Um, I'm so grateful for uh, many wonderful senior couples that I've associated with, and this was just one. Um, I'm grateful for Christ-like people who are willing to sacrifice um, to serve the Lord. Um, and I know that, that as we do that, we are blessed. Um, and so I'd invite you to consider um, if you're at an age when uh, you might be thinking about a senior mission, give it some serious thought and prayer. Um, and if you're young like me, be thinking about it and how you can prepare for that um, when the time comes. Um, I know the Lord blesses those who serve. Um, and, I'm, and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for being on with us today. If you like what we're doing here, um, please subscribe. Um, and come back every week. We'll have a new episode of the podcast. Thank you very much.